Ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, Hedvig! Hello, Kansas City and beyond. We are back with Hedvig, Inch by Angry Inch, the podcast where we analyse and tear down the movie masterpiece that is Hedvig and the Angry Inch, chapter by chapter. That makes actually even more sense today because we're going to tear this wall down, baby. I am your host, John. Hello again. And I am joined by my very, very special guest, Broadway critic, writer, and head-head, Hedvig superfan, Adrian Proctor. Hi, that's me. Hey, hey. I'm a super, super fan of Hedwig and also super fan of this podcast, I have to admit. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I decided to call on my first, well, not my first, I mean, everyone's been a super fan, but I decided to call on a super fan that I know. Yes. Because... Technically, not a lot happens in in this chapter. It's a great chapter, but it's uh, it a is. lot shorter. So I thought I'll get the best of the best. Someone who knows Aww. what they're talking about. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this is the Batman version of the Hedwig podcast. <laughs> it's basically one or two minutes long, and we're we're going to yeah. talk about it. We're going to break it down. <laughs> oh yeah, and this uh, chapter is chapter ten, and it is titled. It's not the most exciting title. Junction City, Kansas, Freedom. Which is a weird title because it's kind of the opposite. Yes. <laughs> They're free, but are they free? And I can actually attest to the the lack of exciting sounding title because Junction City, my husband used to actually be stationed there for a little bit. Oh. So I spent a little bit of time there. I didn't actually live there because I was, well, I live in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. And so yeah. I was traveling back and forth because I was going to school in Oklahoma, I was finishing my, um, up at university. So okay. I, I didn't actually live there, but I spent a few weekends there and it's a very interesting, it's a very Kansas place. <laughs> this is how I imagine it to look Kansas in general. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's very flat, um, which Oklahoma is very flat too. So we can't really talk about that much, but you, you can definitely tell, from watching Hedwig that John Cameron Mitchell knows exactly what he's talking about whenever he talks about can't like in mm. wicked little town, whenever they say, um, junction city ain't the spot. It's, it's true. I mean, <laughs> junction oh. city is not the spot. <laughs> and not the spot for anything. No, no, no. Wait, they hang out at the Walmart there, <laughs> which for fun in the evening. So we go to Walmart and hang well, out. It's interesting that you mentioned him being stationed you know, around here, because I decided to finally, after all these years, actually look the place up. Yes. Because, um, you know, we see it on the map coming up, you know, the Junction City, and I didn't know a lot about the place, um, except for the signpost being full of bullet holes. I thought that probably tells me a little something that I... <laughs> wow. I, I know, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, I looked it up, and I saw that Fort Riley is nearby. Yes. So that that made me go, oh, I'm assuming that's why they are here, because that will be now where Luther is based. Yes. And I believe that that was where uh, John Cameron Mitchell's dad worked. Mm -hmm. 
whenever he spent time there. But that's where, and that's where my husband worked also was Fort Riley. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) You've got even more of a connection to this than I I do, weirdly. (laughs) Weirdly, (laughs) but. (laughs) This is what life just outside Fort Riley is like for everybody. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I, I know that Hedwig, or I think in real life, her name was Helga. Um, I could be wrong, but she's, Hedwig, the character is based off a real person that he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Who, she was a German army wife and she was moonlighting as a prostitute, I believe. (laughs) And so, and now I'm, I think back to all my time that I spent there and I think, gosh, I wonder if I ever saw her, ran into her, walked by her or (laughs) like, what is her story? You might have actually met her. Have met her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't think I talked to anybody. I don't think I talked to anyone that, no, that lived there. You tried not to speak to a soul. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to, to keep my head down and just, yeah. <laughs> all, all, all the time I spent hanging out at Walmart. I, <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a fun place to hang out, the Walmart. I probably passed her in the Walmart. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> There's you not that know. many people there, so <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a kind of... Like a, is it a small town in size? Because I imagine it's a big place, but nobody's there because it's so flat and empty. Yeah, it feels I, it feels bigger than it is, I think. Yeah. Mm. And whenever I was there, it was um, – it's been about 10 years. And a lot of it was under construction. So it sort of felt like it was brand new in a way. Oh, that's weird. I know. That's very strange <laughs> to me because, you know, ev- pretty much everything here has been here for – insane amounts of time hundreds of years right crap (laughs) yes exactly and even oklahoma where i live is very very young i mean we just had our hundred 100 years of statehood oh yeah and well 2007 so like 113 years so, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think, how how long has Liverpool been here? Let me, let me <laughs> I briefly know. look this up. I don't think that, they probably don't even know. No. <laughs> it just brings up football. Let's put history. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Not the Beatles? So Liverpool was, uh, they, they can trace it back to 1190. Oh, wow. Uh, but they think it's older, but they can't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there was no written history before that. No, no. no oh my written gosh. History. That's amazing. <laughs> and it was even spelt differently. The V was a U. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. English, <laughs> always changing, always stupid. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Uh, but I should probably start at the very beginning. There is something we didn't talk about, actually. It's the very, very end of the previous chapter. Yes. Because we see uh, Hedvig, they, they bent down ready to take flight and she jumps and literally flies through the air and i absolutely love the fantasy of this you know because she's uh she's almost kind of jumping through time in regards to telling us her story and she's also kind of leaving her body in this moment transcending everything going on around her this <laughs> brawl and of course and i you've talked about it before but i love the hair that's framing <sighs> the camera as she's it's wonderful <laughs> it's so it's so lovely <laughs> It slays me every time. It just, <laughs> I, I can't help but laugh. It's so funny. It's so, it's kind of one of those things that's so stupid in the best way. It knows <laughs> like, oh, th- this is just fun. This is camp. <laughs> it is. The entire movie is just like a psychedelic music video from the 90s, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. 
And um, I also said last chapter about how she's also maybe coming to realize certain things about the direction of her life from, you know, what was going on, about how things with Yitzhak are going. And uh, she'll act against this realization later, obviously. But I believe it's there. Like, she knows what's happening between them. They're growing apart. Like, it's kind of done at this point, even. They have a bit of closeness, and then, like, it's kind of the final hurrah. Yeah. This is the point where I actually start to feel a little sorry for Hedwig. This is the point where it starts to kind of get sad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially with what's coming up. (laughs) Yes, exactly. She's just kind of sitting in her chair yeah so yeah basically yeah the, the the brawl turns into a food fight families are getting involved i've never wasted food like this That's no 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 absolutely not absolute fucking disgrace <laughs> don't you dare waste food <laughs> i'll eat it i'll eat it all <laughs> and then yeah we get a little cartoon interpretation of hedwig and luther's wedding lovely oh isn't it lovely i adore this artwork i, I mean all yes. the artwork in the movie is great but this in particular i think it's it's kind of cute, and Hedvig looks fantastic. It's <laughs> Always. such a cool art style. It is. That's one of the things that you kind of miss whenever you see the stage show. You don't get mm. all that artwork. You get, I mean, I've seen ones with the Origin of Love drawing, of course, yeah. on the top, but you don't get all that cool artwork that you get in the movie. See, if I was putting on a show, which I never do, um, right. if I was, though, I'd try and find ways to incorporate it somehow. Even yes. just on projections. Like you don't have to even draw attention to it. Just have it there. And um, John Cameron Mitchell has a really cool artist that does live projections during the Origin of Love tour. Mm. And so they they put they have just a camera on a table and they just put little pictures and things that go along with the show. Great. See, that's all you need, I think. That's perfect. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and they throw paint on on the pictures and tear them up and oh, draw yes. draw mustaches <laughs> on them and yeah, cool stuff like that. It's really fun. <laughs> well, we should we should probably bring this up actually. You are a fan of the movie, of course. I am. But you are an even bigger fan of the stage show. I am. <laughs> That's another reason I called on you because really? I was like, well, you know what? If we're going to have to go off on tangents, what better tangent than a stage show fanatic to be Let's on? Let's <laughs> go off on a tangent, please. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm it's so funny because I became familiar with Hedwig from NPH. No Patrick Harris was doing oh. the revival. Um that was in 2014, so it's been yeah, it's yeah. been 5 or 6 years and I I always kind of knew who Hedwig was just from the movie poster. I mean, you've seen, you know, that iconic blonde lady singing. Um, I don't forget it. <laughs> no, you really don't. And but I, I think in the back of my mind, I thought it was probably Rocky Horror or something. I, I, I wasn't really committed <laughs> to mm. watching the movie. But whenever I found out that that No Patrick Harris was doing the Broadway show, I thought I have to see this. And I didn't think I would ever get to see it because I live in Oklahoma. <laughs> so. Yeah, I get that. Being in England, I mean, <laughs> yes. the, the small productions of it, which are great, obviously, but the, the yes. big sort of show hasn't come here. Right. And I still have not seen that. So there's actually two different versions yeah. of the show. There's the off-Broadway version, which John Cameron Mitchell and Stephen Trask did. 
for years, you know, those tiny little like squeeze box and Jane street theater, New York. And, um, then they made the movie based on the off Broadway version. And then the Broadway revival is when they had Neil Patrick Harris and they had the hurt locker kind of line oh, yeah. that goes through with the car. Having not seen the stage show. Okay. Okay. Um, that, cause I've got, you know, for research purposes, I've got like the Broadway, uh, playbook here and whatnot mm -hmm. and the hurt locker thing confuses I, me a little i bit. don't like it so as far as the broadway production i've seen bootlegs <laughs> bootlegs upon bootlegs on youtube <laughs> um the tour came to dallas with you and morton um oh. but that was right before i saw a local production and i didn't even know about it until after it was already after it had already come which it would have been like a three oh. like a three hour drive for me to go to dallas um i would have done it but i didn't know about it that'd be worth it yeah yeah but so the local actors here do the ones that i, I mean there's only one there's really only one and he's been doing it for 20 plus years um, he used to live in New York City and he used to watch Hedwig every weekend at the Jane Street Theater. He would just go watch this weird little punk drag show. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, this this weird little underground thing, which it still kind of is, but um and so he whenever he moved back to Oklahoma, he started doing it here. And so little did I know that there was this Hedwig <laughs> this whole following that had been I mean, we've the people in the theater community here just kind of follow him around and go to all of his different productions and he does it each different theater. And, um, and so that was, it's great. It's, it's wonderful. And we all, whenever we see each other at each different show, you know, we ask like, okay, have you seen him? Did you see him at this one? Or did you see him then? And, <laughs> and then he finally, the, the production that I saw in 2017, um, he finally brought on another actor. So he did half the run and then, the new actor did the second half of the run. And, oh, that's great. Yes. Like bringing up the next generation. <laughs> yes. And they even had a cool scene where they, um, so the, the, the Hedwig who was on stage at the time, her, her mic has a, a cord. And so she's like, this, this cord is like tethered to the core of the earth. And the stage mm -hmm. hand comes out and gives her a cordless mic. And it's, it's the new Hedwig. <laughs> so oh, it was, I like yeah. That. And so he hands it to her and she's like, Oh, so you want me to just give this one to you? You want me to just hand this to you? And so they kind of hand the microphones back and forth. It was really cute. So that was the off Broadway version. Um, yeah. and so that's the only one that I've seen live. And since then they've done it, uh, another time at a drag bar. And, um, so I, yeah, as far as the Broadway version, I feel like the off-Broadway version is the really, truly the way Hedwig was intended just because she's in, oh, yeah. you know, like in the movie, she's in like playing at a restaurant, like by the salad bar or, That's you know, how I want to see it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like she's climbing on people's tables and they're just trying to eat and they're like, what? <laughs> Who is this? Why is she singing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you agree considering you, you got into it through hearing about neil patrick harris doing yes which is so it's so funny how it just comes full circle because then i saw you know i finally found all the all the uh, broadway bootlegs and on youtube and whatnot and you can watch all the hedwigs on mm. youtube you can watch darren chris you can even find one of lena hall 
those two seem to be a very big fan favorites on Instagram. Yes. They, they seem to be up there with the, the top tier. Well, Lena Hall did both. So she's the only yeah. actor to do both in the same production. She was Hedwig as well as Yitzhak. That's amazing, I think. It is. That really shows how talented she is. I know. She's incredible. <laughs> she sang for the Pope when she was like 14. Holy crap. I didn't know that. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, she sang for the Pope, and then she was Hedwig. So <laughs> she could that's, do- amazing. That, that's hilarious. She could do it all. <laughs> I know. And it kind of ties in because there's a lot of religious themes throughout this, not in the conventional sense, but they're they're there. Yes, exactly. And um, no, I agree though. I think Hedwig was meant to be done in a small theater or even a bar or something yes. like that. I don't hold it against the Broadway one. I think it's fantastic that it came back. I mean, who thought Hedwig yes. would even come back and then be, be such a big thing on Broadway? That's crazy. Don't hold it against that at all. And I would see it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I would, st- I, I don't know, it's it's still slightly more sanitized, maybe. It is. And it's mm. different. It's a different art form, I think. It's, it's more modernized, too, which I think you've talked about that in a previous episode. But, yeah. it, you know, it's got... The actors are generally younger. Um, they kind of appeal to, you know, like you said, this Instagram generation, <laughs> whatever it is that we're in now. Um, it, and it's a weird dynamic because Hedwig is from the 80s. She's from whenever the yeah. Berlin Wall comes down. And the actor playing her was probably not even born yet whenever that happened. So <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? I mean, obviously you can play parts that you you know, I, I could go on stage and play something someone in a World War Two play or something. That's fine. Sure. But I don't know, there seems to be it seems a bit strange, uh, the timeline of that, because are they setting the Broadway one now or when when it came back? Yes. That's what's weird. Yes, I believe it's set in in present day because um, they have the Hurt Locker musical. Yeah, that was supposedly um, it opened last night and closed at intermission. That's what they say <laughs> that's funny, in the though. show. <laughs> yes, and so they haven't they before they strike the set, they're going to let Hedwig use it one more time, and she thanks Niederlander and all of these the Schubert organization, all of these modern day <laughs> Broadway producers. Um, so it's almost like a, a self-contained world where you have to understand that yeah. this happened not at a time where we actually are. <laughs> but Broadway world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, broad- exactly. So, <laughs> and I wonder for the future of the show, how will that, how will it continue to be relevant because like we talked about, or like, like you talked about in previous episodes, um, so many, so much of the audience doesn't even know, doesn't even know that history. And there's so many of the jokes that even I had to look up after, cause I didn't, I didn't know. Oh. See, <laughs> I'm a history buff. On, on the side, I do a degree in history. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. No, there's so many things that it's, it's horrible. It's. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't know what Crystal Noct was. I, I, hey, well, I could understand if if you're not as really into because specifically, I love history from 1900 till 1990, like the whole World War One, World War Two, Cold War. That's my thing. Yes. So I know that, but I could see you not knowing that. Exactly, and then of course, if you're watching it live, 
the Hedwig is going to ridicule the audience who doesn't laugh. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> that was me. I swear I laughed. <laughs> I, to be honest, when I'm at something, if I don't get it, I just laugh anyway because I don't want the I don't want the performers to feel like they failed. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, no, it's it's me who's failed you. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry I didn't get your joke. It was really good though. <laughs> a courtesy laugh. Uh, exactly, exactly. It's like a white lie. I'm not <laughs> trying to hurt anyone here. You know, I, I want you to be happy and comfortable. <laughs> and the thing I love about Hedwig is, you know, you're so afraid that she's just going to just point at you and just laugh or just make fun of you you just you just want to be unseen you don't want her to notice you at all see normally i would be like that because i have horrible crippling anxiety <laughs> but um i don't know at this kind of show i i'd like to get picked up. yes well the thing that's great is the first time you see hedwig you're kind of the butt of the joke and then after that you're in on it <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. you're sort of along with her and making fun of it. It's like, oh, here comes the part where you're supposed to laugh <laughs> and you don't know it. <laughs> so oh, it's I great. Love that. I, I love, love it that. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we said we were going to go off on tangents and we did Always. right there because we were talking about that cartoon. So then, then after we look at this amazing cartoon of uh, Luther and Hedwig, we uh, yeah we see them moving to Junction City in Kansas. So they're going they're going from Germany to America. Such a seamless transition from Germany to America. Just, I'm sure there were no <laughs> cultural problems there no. whatsoever. Like, you know, a, a German, an East German moving to Junction City in Kansas, that's got to be a bit of a shock. Right. A culture shock, at least. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoa. I, I, th I didn't know America was like this. Because <laughs> <laughs> they think America's big and glitz and glam and they're yes. going to live a fantastic life with Luther, you know. But uh, sadly, not. <laughs> well, and she is influenced by American music. So, which, I mean, I feel like Hedwig is heavily influenced by Bowie also, which is obviously yeah. not American. So Bowie's kind of influenced by American things as well. Oh, really? Lou Reed and everyone, yeah. Okay, yes. So it's kind of a, a sim symbiotic kind of thing. Yes. This very Americana idea, which I'm sure is shocking when she gets here and realizes that that's not especially middle america it's not yeah, like a, i think i'd find that weird yeah it's not a glam rock party every day all day it must be like that when people come to england i think because it's right not, it's not nice really <laughs> oh jesus christ england's awful it's just run down Oh. Mess of a place. Oh. <laughs> Is it very cold there? Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cold. It rains a lot. Someone compared it to, in America, um, Portland. Like, it just rains. Oh, lovely. But I don't know because I've not been there. Yeah. Well, I've never been to Portland either. <laughs> ah. I, as far as I gather, Portland is rainy because yes. it's by the sea, is it? Or it's mm. near the coast yes i don't know i yeah. know nothing about america it's on the west side <laughs> um seattle i think is supposed to be really rainy oh, as next well to there okay as well. see there yeah. we go because yeah. <laughs> mm. uh I, I only know that because jinx monsoon is from uh portland but lived in seattle for a long time because they just moved because it had a bigger drag scene oh perfect <laughs> Obviously. see there you go i'm actually very proud of the drag scene here in oklahoma 
Yeah. yeah I, I, weirdly, I noticed this from like watching uh, TV and drag race and things. These small towns seem to have a good little scene going. We right. do. We do. We have our own little Tu Wong Fu happening. Oh, I only just watched that recently. Oh, gosh. I love it so much. I just rewatched it recently because it's on Netflix now. Oh, it's not on ours. I had to obtain oh, darn. it by other means. Oh, it's so good. I love it. But yes, it's it's it reminded me of Hedwig, actually. Yeah. Because it's this beautiful little crossroads of, you know, small town America meets the drag scene. So, yeah. But where it goes well for them in the movie and everyone has a good time, right. it does not go well for Hedwig and right. they do not have a good exactly. time. <laughs> exactly. Bless her heart. So we, we see Hedwig uh, fall from the sky and land into the chair in her new... Well, slash old home. It depends how you look at it, because this is the past. Yes. And I love how this both kind of represents uh, Hedvig's journey back to the past to show us what happened, but also kind of Hedvig's shock and awe at the upheaval of being dumped in a new land, like and, <laughs> and the shock and awe of what's about to come. Like they're they're like whoa because they have travelled through time in the movie to show us something almost, but it's also like holy shit. I'm in this new place. What's going on? And oh, oh my God, Luther's leaving me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> well, not much of a spoiler. I mean, it happens pretty quickly. <laughs> and can we just talk, can we back up a second and just talk about the, as she's flying through the air, this waitress who kisses this oh, yeah, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's happening here? That is an excellent point. <laughs> it's just point. like um, <laughs> reckless abandon. It's, uh, it's interesting. What's, what's going on? It is. It's beautiful. I love the way he's just showing the chaos that's happened in that brawl. Yes. Just madness. The mom is throwing food at the dad. The waitress kisses the son. Love and war all at once. It is. Love and war, shock and awe. <laughs> I just realized that I am inadvertently quoting the Hurt Locker part of the Broadway production because they I know. have shock and awe in the lyrics. <laughs> yes. And there's a whole song that Yitzhak sings mm. that's the Hurt Locker song. I only know that because I've got the music from it on vinyl. Oh, okay. Because uh, I'm a pretentious jerk. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, <laughs> I have it on iTunes. That's good, too. I don't think I have that song, though. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's on because the Because I'm a snob. <laughs> yeah, I just downloaded the songs in not even in the right order. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not in... It's not in the off-Broadway, so I don't have it. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But I I do adhere to the Neil Patrick Harris version of Sugar Daddy, though, because Ooh. I can't I can't deal with that twangy country thing that's on the original cast album. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But it's it's meant to have that kind of country vibe. Yes, it? it fits it the is. scene and it fits the vibe they're going for, setting up uh, where they're going to move to. Yes. So Once again, <laughs> Americana mixed with yep. <laughs> reality. And um, yeah, when Hedvig lands in the chair here, uh, looking shocked and whatnot, they look shaken by everything. They still look very cute, though. They look very cute. She does. Um, but she does look very different to how we're, we know her in the movie so far. Much more muted and sort of homely. She hasn't discovered this new identity yet that's going to save her. She hasn't become a rocker yet. No, no. That's barely even there that we know. It's It's been very much hidden away and pushed down. 
Because even when they were uh, Hansel, they had a lot of style. Hansel's clothes were wild yeah. for East Berlin. <laughs> but Hedwig now seems almost beaten down. And I love how she kind of falls into the chair, like from above. Mm. Like she's like she's <laughs> dropping into it. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like she's just kind of in survival mode at this point. She's just trying to pass as a female army wife. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, you, I'm sure people have enough tr- problems with assholes these days, but back <laughs> then, where they're living, that must be... Yes. Must be tough. I like the electric lines that are just, they're just kind of like going over the top of their little trailer home. Yeah, would that would that be safe? I don't know. Probably not. No, I don't think so. No. Which again tells you a lot about the life they're living. I mean, Luther yes. is in the military. Surely he could have been providing somewhere better was he well, actually this right. raises a question right which i've never thought about before is this where they were living together or did luther give this to hedvig as like a parting gift like you know we're gonna we're gonna split up but you can move into here i'm going back to the house right i never thought about that maybe that's what he's doing he's taking this young twink back to the home well it's very cluttered it kind of looks like they were living there it does look lived in that's the only thing yeah that's why i always yeah. assumed they were li- oh my god wait no, yeah it's even worse what if hedvig was living here all along because he was kind of embarrassed and ashamed oh probably so he's kind yeah. of like you know, I, got, I got you your own place it'll be great we can live separately it'll be easier that way i believe it oh, yes considering what he's doing here dumping hedvig after everything they've been through <laughs> that wouldn't shock me with a shrug with, with a shrug he just shrugs. I can't believe that. It's just... <sighs> when you see him at the door here with the young Twinkie kid, because <laughs> like, that's what he's done. He's traded in for a younger yes. model. Like, you instantly know what's happening. They don't even have to do anything. Yes. Them standing there tells you everything. He is leaving. And <sighs> he's even got this young kid carrying his damn suitcases for him. That <laughs> is course. like... Ah, what a jerk. Who is this boy? Yeah. <laughs> is he is he a local Junction City? I think so. Just like it looks like he runs track and field with what he has on. <laughs> it's... Maybe that's the stylish look at the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Luther with his could be army pants, could be it almost it could be a uniform in a way. It almost looks like it. His his white shoes. I really like his look. Speaking of. Uh you know, looking cool. Like we were saying, maybe yes. this is a cool look. Luther, yeah, aren't, they do look kind of military pants. I didn't think about that. And that yes. shirt, it's that's interesting to me. What's with the collar? It's got an almost, um, almost like a religious kind of uh, vibe to it. It does. And it has a little bit of flair. It's got some floral pattern down the front. Yeah, this is fancy. This is another thing that makes me think, like, couldn't he have been providing a better life all along for the two of them? Oh, yeah. Hedvig? That shirt, that's a fancy shirt. That's an expensive shirt. It is. It's almost like he's showing off as he's leaving her, just yeah. with all the bling. Basically. And then he puts the cool sunglasses on and <laughs> saunters away. Tragic. That's the problem with Luther, isn't it, right? He, he's kind of cool, but he knows he's kind of cool. Yeah. And that's the worst. You shouldn't know you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> At least if you know it, don't go showing it off. 
(laughs) (laughs) This is, I just feel like this is the point where I just start to feel sad. (laughs) I just feel, and Hedwig is so, she's so complicated because you go through all the emotions of, oh, she's, oh, she's so mean, but she's so funny. And, oh, but this is really sad. And (laughs) nobody deserves this. She's so innocent at this part, I think, too, with her her hair is kind of braided. Aww. And she's like we said before, she's got this really innocent schoolgirl kind of makeup yeah. going on. Her little jumpsuit. <laughs> Luther's Luther's a fancy man. Luther is kind of fancy, isn't he? And he, the way he just gives a little shrug, as you say, it's almost like, you know, well, them's the brakes. Right. And then he does a little finger gun. <laughs> yes, of course. Just to solidify his douchiness. That's not how you leave someone you've had this connection <laughs> no. to. Because it's not just like they were going out for a week. You know? That's not how you leave somebody who you forced to have an operation done yeah. just so they could come live with you. Well, that raises an interesting States. question I've asked a few people so far, which so you've, you've probably heard, is um, what do you think Luther was trying to get out of this relationship? Do you think he was setting out to be a jerky... Because he didn't have to go through all this hassle, surely. I, do you think it's just they've grown apart naturally and he's not as bad as we're, we're making him out to be talking about him? Well, I've thought about this a lot. Mm. I I feel like Luther is, well, Luther and her mother are the villains. Mm. And I've always kind of seen Luther especially as the true villain in this story. Okay. But I, I mean, I, I have a tendency to not like the the male protagonist in most things anyways so (laughs) yeah yeah so so i i was biased to begin with (laughs) i never trusted him (laughs) so i don't think his i I personally don't think that his intentions were ever ever really true for her yeah i get that i get that it's it's a tough one for me to land on though because it is he could have just you know just dumped her when he moved back to america really um it's a strange thing to go through all this hassle and then dump him but i guess that just shows how much of a douche he is exactly and i feel like we kind of look at it with our modern eyes because at the time that it happened we he obviously didn't know that the berlin wall was going to come down i mean she obviously no nobody knew that that was going to happen no, at least not a, that quickly it's a crazy kind of almost overnight happening yes and so we, I think we kind of look at it like, look at what everything that he did to her and then it was all for, and that's kind of as, as the scene plays out, that's kind of what she's realizing. Yeah. Here's the wall coming down right as he's leaving me. So, and it, it looks based on watching what he's doing as the wall is coming down. He doesn't know yet. He doesn't even know yet. And here he is leaving. No, he's not even paying attention. <laughs> yeah, no, he has no idea. He doesn't care. He just cares <laughs> so. about his kid. <laughs> oh, right. And who's like plunking along, carrying the suitcases. And he's so awkward. It's not just me who finds that hilarious, right? The awkward little, <laughs> little jog. <laughs> the poor little boy. Well, and the thing is, is he's going to leave him too. We all know it. Definitely. <laughs> we all know it. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna hit it and quit it. <laughs> Of course. It's doomed from the start. And is Hedwig wearing what is on her necklace? Is it a coca pelly? Um that's an interesting question. Uh I'm trying to I'm trying to freeze frame on it. Yeah, she kind of she picks up the photos and it kind of goes in front of it, but I can't quite make it out. It looks like one of those necklaces that's 
like in two parts and you give one part to someone else, which would oh, tie in, maybe... of course, to other themes in the film. That must be what it is. Oh, mm. it could. I think it would have been hilarious if it was the the logo from the origin of love. Like, yes, <laughs> would that be a bit too on the nose? No, I love it. They they didn't have the merch ready in time. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. think. I've I've got that tattooed on me, so you do. I do. So I've got both both uh, of them because I couldn't decide. I was like, well, I can't get the one that's um the two halves because. In a way, the whole point of the movie is that you don't need yes. anyone else to complete you. You can complete you. So I kind of need the complete exactly. one, but I don't like the design as much. So I just got one on each side. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> then it tells a whole tale. <laughs> You're whole within yourself, just as long as you put your arms together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All you need is you, everybody. That's right. <laughs> so someone else doesn't complete you. It can add something, but it doesn't complete you. Well, I feel like you can't be a proper head Hedwig fan without having that tattoo. Yes. So it, it's a requirement yeah. to get into the fan club. It's, uh, if, if you listen to this podcast, you have to get it. Um, if you That's don't, right. just provide me with proof, I'm going to cut you off. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kicked out of the Facebook group. You're out. <laughs> Gone. Banished. <laughs> Evil doers. The funniest thing about Hedwig fans is whenever we meet each other, you know, I don't know if you've experienced this or not, but it's the first thing is I love Hedwig. And the second thing is here's my tattoo. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> happened. Yeah. I, <laughs> I met a, a drag queen here in Liverpool. Well, they're not from here, but I met them here. And um, they, I think they did a reference to Hedwig in their show. So afterwards I said, oh, I loved that reference to Hedwig. Like, you know, I, I, I'm going to do a podcast. I hadn't launched it yet. I'm going to do a podcast and I've got these tattoos. And they were like, me too. And just pulled like some of their clothing down. And they had the same tattoo as me. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Tattoo artists should just start putting it on their wall as, as flash that you can pick out. We got Hedwig. We got Rocky Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of the Broadway tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I, I would need... I need to see more Broadway things. Like the, the problem is a lot of them don't come here. I was finally going to be seeing um, uh, The Book of Mormon. It was my Christmas present from my partner, yes. and I'm suspecting it's now cancelled because of the whole world collapsing. Yes. I mean, it's in July, so there is still hope, but I, I think time's running out as of recording. They will have, they'll still have it, but you have to sit six feet apart from every person. <laughs> that would be weird <laughs> at a fair. show. Cause I know, be, I know. The show's kind of intimate, and then that, I don't know, that's a halfway house. I'm not sure if I'd like it or not. <laughs> right. Well, and some of the, some of the theatres are starting to kind of talk about doing that whenever we reopen. Mm. Oh, we'll just open it at half capacity. And I have a couple of friends who are planning on doing summer shows and, oh, well, we have to all sit really far apart. And oh. <laughs> it's just not, no. I don't understand. I don't know. I, I get, <laughs> I get why they want it. to do it. Cause they, I mean, I don't mean this is a bad thing. They need the money. Um, right. I don't know how businesses are going to, survive i I genuinely don't know how they'll bring cash in um so i get it but i wish they didn't have to do that (laughs) right well and so many of the theaters really need to sell as many tickets as they can Mm. in order to make any money at all i mean they have they have to sell they have to fill those those seats and so i don't know what they're going to do (laughs) just do it all online please and then we can watch it from our homes i think maybe something like that might be a good temporary solution like uh do it for like a cheap price where you can tune in online like and then you know i could then 
attend, so to speak, shows abroad. I could watch See? stuff in America. I would pay a lot of money just to watch that Beetlejuice musical. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I know. <laughs> and they went ahead and closed it. Oh, no. Mm. It was supposed to... I think they were, they were going to let it run a little bit longer just because of demand, but with all the closures happening, they had to go ahead and close it. I think you'll see it again. It, not Maybe not in that venue, obviously. They'll, they'll move it. It'll come back. It seems too popular. I know it's expensive to put on, but mm-hmm. loads of people love it. The thing I love about Broadway shows closing, though, is then we can do them regionally after yeah. they close. <laughs> Which probably throws up better shows sometimes. Oh, yeah, mm. definitely. Well, it's, and like you said, it's more intimate. It's, they're usually smaller. Um, they give people an opportunity who've wanted to play the role for so long, who never would have even been able to go to New York. Yeah. yeah. So you get real, you get true fans. Like us, Whenever the real you, fans. That's right. <laughs> the real ones with our tattoos. Hell yeah. You're not a fan <laughs> if you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a moon tattoo. I'm just going to start telling people it's my Hedwig tattoo. It's like a, crescent moon oh, so cool. I'm, I'm just gonna say you know what this is that's my headwick tattoo let me in <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed in anyway it's fine okay, uh, okay good. <laughs> but uh yeah so luther he's done a runner left Hedwig in a strange land in a trailer park of all places and um i love Hedwig's face right it's perfect john cameron mitchell really <sighs> captures the sadness and anger that Hedwig's feeling because this is how i react like i'm not bawling like crying all over the place. I do this. Yes. That combination of sad and angry where you almost can't react. You have nothing to say. She's just kind of shutting down. Yeah. Sort of in shock. It's very relatable, although I've not been in this exact position, obviously. <laughs> Nobody has. It's quite a unique one, but I think we can all relate to the emotion. Yes. It's a very human reaction really shows his acting skills there i think because yes too many people like they're they can do one emotion at, yes. at a time which if i was an actor that'd be me i'm not talented i can <laughs> i can give you sad i can give you angry <laughs> this is that interesting mix and i just i love it love it love it it is and i wonder who did, decided to do the close-up shot here mm. because you you really see the detail well, that's what I love about the shots in this movie. Um, yes. Maybe because of when it was filmed, I'm not sure. But the camera work, it's, it's a bit more old-fashioned, I want to say, because they hold shots a lot. It's yeah. not too frantic. Like a modern movie, they, they, I, I'm going to sound like an old grumpy bastard now. They cut, <laughs> they cut, they cut, they cut. Yes. It's like frantic, isn't it? But this is a lot more like, that'll happen sometimes, but when it's needed to happen, every other time, hold the shot. Just show the face. And I feel like that's almost in a way a nod to the fact that it's a theatrical production. Yeah. Because you can't just clip, clip, clip and edit, edit, edit Yeah. when you're watching a stage show. Definitely. And so whenever you have an actor who actually knows what they're doing. <laughs> it's rare these like days. Like he does. <laughs> right. So you can, you can leave the camera on him for a little bit longer. Yep. Definitely. And that, and that was... Not to go off on another tangent, but that was the problem I had with that Riverdale episode. <laughs> oh my god! It was edited. It was edited to death. It was. I it couldn't. Was. I couldn't tell what was even going on most of the time. I actually watched it last night. <laughs> did you? I okay. Did. And I, as of recording, let me say this, listeners, watched it last night, and my partner and I have recorded a special episode about it, which will, it's only going to be on the Patreon. But uh, since you're a guest of the show, I can give you it for free. 
Yeah. Because um, I thought it was okay, and Lol hated it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm with Lol. I was. I appreciated what they were doing because I imagine young people might discover Hedvig through it. Uh, so it wasn't perfect or anything. Some of the some of the songs didn't make sense in the context they were putting them in. No. Uh, no. They didn't do very well at shoehorning them in. <laughs> no. No, they were just plugged in randomly, kind of. I think I said that in my review. I was, <laughs> I reviewed it because there's nothing else to review right now. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And so I think I said that it was it was like Exquisite Corpse where they have that random pattern. It's just kind of just wedged in there with no rhyme or reason. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was, you know, I know that whitewashing is a term that's used. I think cisgender washing needs to be a new term. Oh, that's what Lol says on the episode, basically. Yes. Yeah, because she, um, she was quite annoyed, especially with um, Wig in a Box. Because yes. I mean, she liked the whole, you know, they're they're giving their friend a makeover to cheer him up and things like that was cool. But it's the way it's there, the the young pretty cis girls singing yes. like, "Look at the woman I've become," you know, right? And it's like, well, it kind of makes sense in one context, but not in the context Hedvig is singing it. <laughs> no, exactly. And I felt that was the way I felt about Sugar Daddy. I was. <laughs> so horrified by Sugar Daddy with the when she pops the cherry in her mouth. Uh, and, no, I like it. Right? Uh, I'll defend the Sugar Daddy on that because oh that character's whole deal is she's like overly sexual. That's true. So it kind of made sense in context that one, I think. And and it, she was just trying to show the principal like, oh look at how how good Hedvig is. Look uh, and, and flirting with him to use that to get him to agree, and he didn't fall for it. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but they're singing it all to their principal <laughs> it's horrifying that's riverdale for you though you know i mean oh in my season gosh. one archie's sleeping with his teacher <laughs> oh great fantastic <laughs> that's the whole show well, you're a fan of the show so you can speak on it more than i can and I, it was my own fault i i was like i'm just gonna watch this out of context and and be horrified <laughs> i mean and i was i like the show and I acknowledge it's a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you have to, there has to be a, a space in your heart for trash television. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, it fills a void, a particular void. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, that tangent. Um, anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yet another one. That was a good one. So Hedvig picks, yeah, that was a great one. <laughs> so Hedvig picks up some photographs uh, that the two have taken together. And other bits and pieces as well. But the first thing is Luther suggestively eating a hot dog, which uh, adds a little bit of humor in there to break things up. <laughs> and it made me think, can anybody eat a hot dog and it not look lewd? Right. <laughs> and it's kind of a nod to the relationship. Like, they did have some fun together. They did have some lighthearted yeah. moments. So that makes me think it wasn't all like he was trying to, yeah, again, trying to fuck them around and screw them over. He wasn't just hitting it and quitting it like i mentioned before they've obviously had some fun maybe gone on a gone on some trips away together or something yeah maybe briefly yeah. they did the the trip from germany to the united states together yeah true. that may have been it <laughs> and i think their marriage lasts a year is that right one yeah it's yeah. been one year which uh isn't isn't the best going but it, you know 
at least it's not like two weeks like some celebrities are it's not it's not the typical celebrity marriage <laughs> uh, I, I think that anybody in a hot dog that way it's gonna look dirty yeah <laughs> it's it's not possible <laughs> and why would you want a photo of yourself eating a hot dog i That's i wouldn't funny. <laughs> It's the same with a banana. I right. you can't eat it, and it not look weird. It always looks weird. <laughs> Just don't take a picture of it. <laughs> don't Instagram it, please. <laughs> I'd have to have a vegetarian hot dog anyway. So I don't know. There Would uh, Junction City, Kansas, in that time that this is set, have veggie hot dogs? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they wouldn't even let you in. <laughs> I'm expelled. They don't, Get let, don't let vegetarians in. No, no tofu dogs? Come on. I mean, there probably is some. Yeah. Probably now. We have a, a pretty strong vegan restaurant community here in Oklahoma. So oh. we're, we're coming up in the world. Oh, that's good. But I don't, I don't think that that's a, a vegan hot dog. No. Somehow, <laughs> no. He's going the full thing here. <laughs> Well, when I when I went to Berlin, I still I still ate meat then. Um, so I I did just eat sausages the entire time. <laughs> oh, good, perfect. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly, that was the thing, and um, and pork knuckle and all this kind of stuff. Uh, oh no, which is a that's a that's a speciality. They love that, and it was great. It was absolutely fantastic at the time, um, except after like six days of it or so. I was like, you know, I need a break. I can't eat all this pork. I, this is going to be disgusting. You know, I need assistance going to the bathroom. <laughs> we had to go to the shop down the road. I think it was called like Kaiser or something and um, get some fruit and vegetables. <laughs> there you go. Some fiber. You're getting the meat sweats. <laughs> we were. We called it the Berlin bloat. Exactly. You're waking up in the dead of night. like Because <laughs> they do legitimately there as well drink beer like even more than an English person, like just all the time for lunch, you're having a beer and you're on holiday as well. So you're having even more than a normal person. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that doesn't help combined with the pork. <laughs> it's a free for all. Yeah. But really, I feel like in this photo, it looked like they're at like a, an American like fair or yeah, something. Like, I got that vibe. Like, cause I've seen, yeah. I've seen that in movies and we have a similar thing going and cause you always hear as well, get our, our hot dogs it's a slightly different sausage but it's the same deal yeah um and even in different parts of the u.s the hot dogs are very different oh, <laughs> if okay. you get a chicago dog is a very different thing than say like a chili dog so okay. there's a lot of um mm -hmm, there's a lot of snobbery involved with ho the hot dogs <laughs> that's fascinating to me because yeah. our view of an american hot dog is quite set in stone you know it's like it's this one thing yes. this is what it is and you can get a chili dog in some places where they just chuck chili on it. And there you go. Cool. Oh, good. But, so what other types are there? What are these Chicago ones and stuff? Yes. Well, Chicago dogs have a lot of vegetables on them. Whoa, they what? have, yeah, the, the bun is a poppy seed bun and it has onion and a pickle <gasps> and tomato, I believe. Oh. And you don't put any condiments on it. Oh, now you're losing me. I at least want a yeah. little bit of mustard or something. Right, so you you eat it dry, um, with all your veggie toppings. That's a Chicago dog. Do they have cheese on it? No, oh. no, 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 no. Okay. Vegetables. <laughs> I'm gonna make my own bastardized version. I'm gonna take that, add some cheese and mustard. There you go. <laughs> I know, perfect. And see, and then down here in Oklahoma, you have a chili dog, which is your traditional chili with like 
meat and beans and tomato sauce. And then you pile that with onions on top and mustard and ketchup and cheese. So that's the way we eat them. See, I've had that (laughs) and I like that a lot. The reason I had that weirdly, this is going to be very strange. When I was a kid, I was really into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, my kids are into that. Oh, We love it. Is this the new one or do they watch the old one? Okay, so there's so many of them, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> there's like an, a series for every year on Netflix. Oh there's one from 2019. There's, oh yes, there's a, a whole bunch of them. But anyways, go on, well, go I'm on, go on. talking like... Mighty Morphin. Um, yeah, like, what will that be, like 94, 95, something? Yeah. Probably. So back then, yeah, I liked that. And I had the, like... 1995 annual so the book and uh in it the yellow power ranger listed a favorite food as a chili dog and as an english person back in the 90s i was like what the fuck is that (laughs) so i had to find out what it was and have it (laughs) yes and it was great how was that experience (laughs) it was a wonderful experience it's a great combination of things i think like how can you go wrong mixing those two things Putting more meat on top of meat. (laughs) But in New York, the way I understand it is they have the street vendor dogs. And those are, those are just like boiled and in a steamer. Yeah. And you put like a soggy kind of like just steamed, I guess, bun. And then you just plop mustard on it. That's it. That's how we picture an American. Right. Yeah. That uh, we, it would have ketchup and mustard. Yes, I think that's the truest sense. Maybe some onions. The one Luther's like just pounding down is like plain. I don't think it has anything on it. It it looks plain. I mean, the the left of the screen there, it it looks like maybe there's like an onion, but there's not a lot of onions if that's all I can see. So he's one of those like he doesn't eat vegetables. He's like Meat. manly man. Yes. Oh, maybe that's what it is because it's showing. Yeah, he's he's a man's man. Right, with his hot dog, with a suggestive photo of a hot dog. And maybe that's <laughs> one of the dog. little hints that he's sort of going to leave Hedvig because sure. Luther wants a he wants a man or, or a boy. He doesn't want a woman, seemingly. I've always been confused as to why, because all of this was orchestrated by Luther. Mm. So why, if you if you just want a boy, why not take the boy you've met and take him with you? Why does he have to become a woman? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's the it's the only way to get Hansel out. And I yes. assume Luther's just he's going to be moving back to America soon. But it seems extreme. <laughs> Let's be honest, it seems it very extreme. And. <laughs> Maybe he thought, like, oh, it'll be fine. I I can live with this. You know, I can be with a woman. Maybe he thought it would go better. I think so. Hmm. I think at some point he just realizes that he can't he can't do it anymore. Yeah. Which, it didn't take him very long to get there. I mean, one year. That's not, well, that's not much of a go. Here's the thing. This is a question I've written down here. Do you think Luther has cheated on Hedvig because he's with this boy. They're leaving here and now. So presumably they have a relationship of some kind already. Yes, I think so. And I could see him doing it, yeah. I think so, just because I tend to villainize Luther (laughs) as much as humanly possible (laughs) in this movie. I get the impression and the vibe from him. He he probably cheats. He's going to cheat on this kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, he's already cheated the system, right? By bringing yeah, by bringing her over. So mm, he's exactly. not exactly the most trustworthy guy to begin with. No, absolutely not. And let's be honest, this is a guy who walked around carrying candy. Exactly. Massive bags of candy with him for no particular reason, surely only to lure sexy young boys. He's quite predatory. Yeah, it's weird. Especially at the beginning. Well, and I think so much of my opinion of the character is, I mean, obviously based on the theatrical production, and you only, you don't see him. There's only one... There's only one person who talks in Hedwig, and it's Hedwig. Mm. And it, the whole thing is a monologue. So one actor is doing all the voices and doing all the characters. Yeah. So you only see Luther through Hedwig's eyes anyways. Uh, yeah. I you don't. That, so in, yeah. In the movie, you actually see an actor portray all of these people. There's an actor who plays Tommy, and um, you see Luther personified, but in the theatrical production you don't you just hear and they typically use this really gruff like (laughs) southern sounding like yeah once again that really manly stereotypical manly sounding voice so you know when hedwig is telling this story it is all in the past and she is angry so you already hate him before you even know him (laughs) well you could argue in the movie even though we're seeing him it is still being told to us by Hedvig. It's from Hedvig's it perception. It's from their eyes. So maybe, maybe they are an unreliable narrator. Yes, definitely. Maybe he's not as bad as we are being told. I don't believe that because I hate him. But still, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make him as bad as possible. <laughs> it, it is possible, though. He, maybe Hedvig, because, you know, this is the X. You always demonize the ex. <laughs> exactly. He can't be a good guy. I mean, just look at what he did. Just look at what he did. Look, look what he's doing right now in front of our eyes. He, he just can't be. Yes. It's pretty hard to justify it, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. We can't feel bad for him. And I almost, some parts of me wonder how much of this character is based on John Cameron Mitchell's father. Yeah. Because he was an army general. That worries me. <laughs> I know. It worries me, too. I think he always... I think they had a good relationship, though. Yeah, from interviews I've uh, I've seen, they seem to have a good relationship as far as yeah. I'm aware. Hmm. I think maybe he's just villainizing the army, the American you know, version of the military, in a way. Yeah. As well. Which, whenever you grow up in a mil- you know, military family, they move a lot, and they don't really ever get like a, a one one place it's considered home and that's me same yeah i it wasn't the military but my dad worked for the government so uh yeah i've lived lived everywhere pakistan yeah everywhere. <laughs> which i think as an adult whenever you get that perspective i mean you can shed light on that more but you get that perspective of wow i had this really cool childhood i got to move around and i got to yeah. experience things but as a kid you hate it it's one of those weird things yeah it's like in the moment when I'm at the new place and I've been there a while, I love it. I'm like, this is the best place we've lived yet. This is fantastic. And then I find out we're moving again and I'll, I'll be miserable and angry. Like, oh, we're moving again. What the fuck? And then like a few months later, I'm settled in the new place. This is the best place. <laughs> That's like me. I can be happy anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get attached very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. It's your survival technique, really. Cause it really is. Yeah, you, you need to adapt quickly to these things and, I think Hedvig's not used to that 
um, maybe Luther is. Hedvig's certainly not used to that. They've lived in one place. They've lived in East Berlin, and now they're in this new place, left on their own. That's that's uh, overwhelming. And I get the impression here, you know, they haven't got a lot of money themselves. You find out in Wig in a Box, uh, there's a mention of them sort of working at a checkout. So they're, I assume, yes. working in a store. Well, and here at this scene in the theatrical production, she says, you know, she's just kind of sitting there watching the wall come down. And she says, I'm divorced. I'm penniless. I'm a woman. So <laughs> like, she's as a kind question. Of, <laughs> right. Like, am I? <laughs> so or it, I always kind of saw it as like, um, I'm a woman too, on top of all of those all things. All of this, uh, <laughs> yeah, crazy. <laughs> kind of just sort of coming to terms with all of it all at once. <laughs> what, how did I get here? <laughs> Which is, it happens to me every day. <laughs> oh God. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, if you actually stop and think about your life, I think a lot of people would be like right. that. Like, whoa, what? hang on. <laughs> exactly. I feel that way every time I go in, out into public right now. I'm like, I'm wearing a mask <laughs> at the grocery store. <laughs> it is pretty weird. The way I, I, get, to, I get to travel for free around the city because of uh, my job. So I, I get to just wave my uh, work badge at, at the bus driver and I walk on. It's weird. It's like there you go. I, I get thanked by the police. Aww. <laughs> I know it's well, weird. That's good. It's odd. I'm usually I'm usually fuck the police. You know. <laughs> Anarchy. Yeah, but now I get them coming up and saying thanks for your hard work. <laughs> oh, okay. You should, just, you should just hiss at them. Yeah. <laughs> just... Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> You're, well, I like your memes that you've been sharing as well. Like, n- don't talk to me, you non-essential person. <laughs> I'm essential. Yes, we are. We are a different class, a different breed of person. <laughs> but um, the uh, item in Hedwig's other hand is a postcard from dear mom. Uh, she's on holiday at last in Yugoslavia, which is uh, r- kind of rubbing it in uh, to Hedwig's face. Because they're upset and furious, you know, they gave up everything. And for what? You know, if they'd stayed at home, they'd sort of have a freer life than they ever had before, then arguably than they do now. Poor in a foreign land, and now mum's on holiday. Sunny Yugoslavia. Yeah. It's it, it, it's the brief period where it, it would have been a good time and place to go. Yugoslavia was lovely just before it kind of all went to shit and there was a war going on. <laughs> so were the borders open then at that time for you could go to Yugoslavia? Well, it was part of the sort of Eastern Bloc anyway. So you, okay. could, you could right, go, right, right. I think, you know, travel between the Eastern Bloc countries, that was the standard kind of vacation you had gone. I see. But uh, I think, you know, with a lot of people couldn't because of money or time or they didn't, they just didn't have the urge to go. But now I think this is kind of just to illustrate, you know, things things are getting better mm-hmm. for everyone back home, uh, but not Hedvig now. <laughs> and I always saw her mother escaping to sunny Yugoslavia as finally I'm free of this child that <laughs> I've had to lug around. Oh, you're you're like Mimi. I'm first. That's what she said on the on the yes. show. Yes, <laughs> it's almost like a slap in the face. Another one. Even if the uh, mom doesn't mean it that way, sending this postcard is slapping yes. Hedvig in the face, isn't it? Because Hedvig isn't going to be going on vacation. No, it's such a mom thing to do. Like, oh, look, I'm on vacation, honey. <laughs> <laughs> like, look what you've done to me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sitting here by myself and you're on vacation. <laughs> 
It's wild. Oh my god. I, and again, it's this is the brief period where Yugoslavia is like a really cool place to go, and a, a <laughs> war is coming sadly. But um, oh this, Sunny. yeah, this is lovely. Look at that. That's nice. I know that's not the actress isn't really there. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's holding a drink too, I think. Uh yeah, yeah. She's not smiling though. She doesn't really look happy. <laughs> I don't think she smiles. That's, no. She's a stern no. East German lady. She doesn't smile. <laughs> she's she doesn't know how. <laughs> she's never really used those muscles. No, no. But <laughs> Hedvig uh, throws the pictures away. And uh, spots something that we've talked about that makes matters even worse. The Berlin Wall is falling. Citizens are smashing it to pieces. So the symbol of what kept Hedvig trapped is is being you know, torn down before their very eyes. I imagine she's thinking, like, if only I'd waited a little bit longer. It's only been a year. Yeah. I know you can't you can't know these things, but that must be what Hedvig is is thinking right now. And in the stage show, she mentions that she's watching it on bootleg cable. Oh, it's not even paid for. Right. <laughs> right. Stolen cable. <laughs> I like the little tiny television as well. Is that because they uh, are quite poor or thinking think back so. to the time? I mean, it was quite common to watch stuff on a, a little TV. I don't think my TV yes. was much bigger than this. No, no. And there's some sort of decoration on top of it as well, like a, like some sort of... <laughs> Like yeah. a tablecloth or something. What's that? Yeah, what really... the hell is it? <laughs> like a table runner, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to decorate the top. That's what we used to do with those big box televisions. We'd yeah. decorate the top of it, put a plant on it. I put all <laughs> kinds of stuff on there. I'd put all yeah. ornaments I'd collected. It was like another shelf. It was. It picture frames. <laughs> you had to. You had to really dress it up. Yeah, I didn't have a cat at the time, but friends of mine who did were like, oh, yeah, the cat would sleep on there. Sure. Yeah, because it's warm. It would be warm. They must have been really take... confused when everyone got flat screens. Right. The poor kitties. But at the same time, I discovered um, flat screen technology, the way it projects the, the picture and whatnot, it enabled animals to see the screen. Whereas with CRT really? televisions, a lot of the time they couldn't actually see the picture. Really? Yeah. Because my, huh. my cat, Drusilla, fucking loves the TV. She loves oh. it. She's obsessed with, um, I'm trying to, she loves crazy eyes in Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Whenever she comes on screen, Drusilla is like mesmerized. Yes. Whoa. It's a very intriguing character. Yeah. Does she, does she like to watch Buffy? Um, you know what? Since we've had her, we have not watched Buffy. Oh, no, you need to. You need to teach her all about her namesake. Well, we were watching, we were doing a rewatch of Buffy and Angel alternating like it did on TV. And they took they took Angel off Netflix at the time, on UK Netflix. And I think oh, Buffy no. came off a week later. So we were like, oh, fuck's sake, we can't carry on. They're oh all gosh. back on uh, Amazon Prime for free now, if you've got Prime, yeah, which we do. Uh, so we can do it again, but that was about five years ago. <laughs> oh, darn. You have to start over now. Yep. Start You're gonna have to do an, another podcast. Oh, don't don't, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> you must. There's not nearly enough talked about about Buffy. Me and Lala attempted to do a podcast of our own, but it was going to be, I believe, about Sweeney Todd. Oh, really? Yeah. I just learned about Sweeney Todd <sighs> being based on a true story the I other day. I saw your post about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I couldn't Loosely find anything. Based. Okay. Okay. Yes, but I mean, you had the butcher shop. 
and the barbershop right next to each other. And I don't, I'm sure they weren't really named Sweeney Todd, but. <laughs> no, things like that. Are, yeah, you have to take some uh, artistic license. Well, and it was in Paris. And isn't yeah. the isn't the actual Broadway show and the movie based in London? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So so we've moved locations. It's well, the the actual it's all a mess. The tale of Sweeney Todd because it it's a it's an old story. It's not just a play and whatnot. Um, it is it, it's an English story from I uh, think it stems from the Penny Dreadfuls. Yes. So like old comic books. You know. Yes, that's what this. It was actually on a podcast. That's what the podcast said that it was in the uh, Penny Dreadfuls. Yes. So that's it's a very Victorian thing, like to make up a disgusting <laughs> story for children. To like, oh God, it's so Victorian. Yeah. Put Alan Rickman in it, and yes. you're good. You're golden. <laughs> he is the best in that movie version. I love his. Bom, 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 bom. <laughs> I've never seen the stage show. I, I really want to, but I'm afraid. I love the movie, and that's what we would cover. But the the stage show. Right, we haven't seen it live. We've seen it like on recorded productions of it. Uh, it's too much like this. Is going to sound stupid. It's a musical, as in everyone is doing that. Right. I'm a Broadway voice. Ugh, yeah. You know, like I'm a singer. Whereas <laughs> I love the movie for the same reason the Broadway fans don't, which is they're not proper real, you know, stage singers, which I think fits the characters more. Sweeney and Mrs. Lovett should be gruff and rough Londoners, mm-hmm. you know, with these tough kind of voices where he's like, you all deserve to die. <laughs> the more cockney, the better, I think. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. I do too. That's rougher and tougher. It's good. It's scarier. But, uh, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll get to that one day. Um, <laughs> that's all the notes I have for the actual chapter itself. Do you have anything else about the chapter oh. before I do my little nostalgia moment? I think so. No. Mm, I think well, we pretty well covered it. We did. See, I told you. I told you we'd have a lot to say. <laughs> People always think, oh, what am I going to say? Mm, <laughs> goes everywhere. But uh, my nostalgia of the episode is uh, the fall of the wall in music and other nonsense. <laughs> so... Uh, basically the basics here removal of the wall began on the evening of the 9th of november 1989 it continued over a few days and weeks like you know it was in bits and pieces it didn't all happen at once because that wall that was a big wall that was a strong wall (laughs) so um the brandenburg gate was opened on the 22nd of december That, that that sort of was if you've been to berlin like the wall ran right past the gate and if i remember correctly east germany had the gate they had the you know, big symbol of Berlin, which is pretty wild. Wow. <laughs> you'd, you'd assume the Western side would try and steal that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the, the gate opened 22nd of December, 89. And on that date, uh, the West German Chancellor, Helmut Kohl, walked through and was greeted by the East German Prime Minister, Hans Modrow. And I liked that because, of course, uh, Helmut Kohl is mentioned in the stage version of Hedwig. And in Sugar Daddy. Yes, yes. Eric Honecker and Helmut Kohl. Yes. Honecker's gone by this point, but Helmut Kohl is still there. <laughs> ah, very relevant figure yeah, at this yeah. time. And then uh, on the on the 21st of November, actually, slightly before, Crosby, Stills and Nash performed the song Chipping Away from Graham Nash's solo album, Innocent Eyes, uh, in front of the gate. <laughs> Weren't there several concerts that occurred? Oh, yeah. 
that's the okay. that's the main reason I wanted to point out to people that removal of the wall did happened in stages because lots and lots of musical performances happen because then on New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve 89 uh, David Hasselhoff (laughs) performed his song Looking for Freedom while standing atop the wall (laughs) (laughs) let's pretend that didn't happen (laughs) I love it though because it's it's so cheesy like Germans (laughs) can you please tell me do you think that like Westerners are really into Hasselhoff? <laughs> Is that why you got him on board? That's another podcast I want to do, by the way. I want to cover um, Baywatch Nights. <laughs> See, there's a market for it. Yeah. Do you remember that show? Um, I've heard of it vaguely. It's basically when Baywatch decided to rip off the X-Files. <laughs> oh cute i guess i didn't know that so like uh baywatch will get attacked by aliens and things oh goodness it's amazing <laughs> i bet it's very scientific and historically accurate oh yes it's very they really <laughs> did their research for it yeah hard hitting <laughs> i did not know that david hasselhoff was a singer oh, as yeah. well his talents know no bounds <laughs> No, he is. He's got a few, a few numbers. I think the last song I remember him doing was "Jump in My Car," where he's driving around in oh. kit from Night Rider, picking up young girls, which is a bit unsettling. Oh, yes. So <laughs> like, come and jump in my car. Oh goodness! Yeah. Oh, oh, an American treasure of that man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this performance though. I've been looking for freedom. Oh, you have to sing it badly, like I just did. That is part of the point. <laughs> That's the whole he's thing. saying it very well. No. He, so he's like saying like, here it is. Y'all are free now. Yep. Yay. <laughs> and there's kind of a running gag here in the UK because we like Hasselhoff as well, weirdly. I don't know why. Oh, um, okay. There's a running gag where it's like, yeah, Hasselhoff, he brought down the wall. It was, it was his performance that did it. You know, like, it's all him. <laughs> well, I don't know much about Bowie, which we were just talking about Bowie. Oh. But did he not perform a concert at the wall? I don't. That's weird, right? I'm a huge Bowie fan and a history fan. I don't know of that. It could have happened. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe I'm... I don't know. Update. John was wrong. Uh, Bowie did play at the wall, and I will provide a link to an article about it in the show notes and on the Facebook group. Now, his song Heroes is all about the Berlin Wall. Oh, interesting. He lived in Berlin for a while with uh, Iggy Pop. Um, they moved there to get away from the drugs they were doing. It was like, let's get clean. Let's move to Berlin. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good place for it. Well, <laughs> that's apparently, the place. apparently no one had heroin there. It was like, uh, there was no heroin <laughs> around. It was just like, I can't remember what he said. It was like just Coke or Speed or something. It's like, so that's oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you got to buffer it down. You got to. Yeah, yeah. In stage, baby steps here. <laughs> Well, I did have as well um, some more performances. Roger Waters performed the uh, Pink Floyd album, The Wall, uh, just north of Potsdamer Platz on the 21st of July, 1990. Uh, I've been to Potsdamer Platz. I didn't know this because I don't really care about Pink Floyd, but there you go. And oh, he had yeah. special guests joining him. He had Bon Jovi, uh, Scorpions, Brian Adams. Uh, oh, goodness. Sinead O'Connor. Of course. Yeah, Cindy Lauper, mixing it up there, Cindy Lauper. Even better. Mm. Thomas Dolby, who I love because I've done a podcast about the movie Rockula, and he's in it. <laughs> oh, cute. It's, it's a musical, and it's 
It's interesting. In fact, I might, I'm going to make that, if I haven't already, free on the Hedvig section of the Patreon for people to get them into oh. the kind of vibe of things. There we go. Yeah. And, and the episode we did about cats as well. <laughs> the new movie? Yep. We all went to oh, see goodness. it and commiserated each other afterwards. Oh goodness, I'm too afraid. <laughs> it's delightful. I don't, I don't like shows in theater or, I mean, cartoons are fine, but I don't like shows about animals. I, I don't. You will don't... really hate this because <laughs> there's no plot. It is just here's oh. a cat, here's its character trait, and now here's another cat, and here's its character no. trait. So I did grow up being tortured by my mother with the cast album. So I do know, I do know all the songs. I do. Memory is in my memory oh, <laughs> forever. God. I do know all of the songs, um, but <laughs> you would think that there would be something more to it than just what's on the cast album. But no, apparently not. Uh, apparently no, not. Absolutely That's it. Not. Nope. That's all of it. it is? I don't even I don't even like The Lion King. I <gasps> I love The Lion King. I know. Aren't I terrible? I'm a terrible theater person. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be the human experience. That's what theater is, not the animal experience. I don't know. <laughs> and then one randomly, but I did see um, Aladdin, the tour. Um, oh. I was in St. Louis for work, and I saw Aladdin. And all of the animal companions in the movie have been turned into like a gaggle of friends in oh. the stage production it's a very weird translation okay Be- uh, because jazz well because jasmine kind of talks to her tiger because she doesn't have really any any other friends yeah and and so now she has like this group of girls that just hang around her i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a weird translation so they tried to not do go full lion king with it and just sort of translated into humans and now abu is not named abu he's just like a funny sidekick who wears a cute hat? Yeah, it. it I it's like a, this. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The musical numbers are amazing. Never had a friend like me is incredible. So it that that alone is worth it. But it it's a strange adaptation. So there's at least things to enjoy. There are yes, there are a lot of things to enjoy about it, and I did I did like it much better than Lion King. So oh, okay. So there we are. <laughs> well, uh, some other people who. I went off on a tangent, and then we we both did. Uh, some of the people who joined Roger Waters, I had another few. I have here uh, Joni Mitchell, uh, Marianne Faithful, Rick Danko. I'm not sure who that one is, but that, I, that's probably showing my age. I, I, I don't know some of these people. And mm. Van Morrison. Ah. Yeah, so quite a mixture. Uh, he, he really did mix it up there, Roger Waters. Getting some people who were cool at the time, but not one style. Because Cindy Lauper, I wouldn't put next to Van Morrison. No. <laughs> I love Cindy. She's a treasure. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> well, it's like, we can't be too cool. We've got to be a little bit cool, but not too cool. We've got to have a good mix. Yeah. Yeah. I think that works. It's a bit like that um, sort of online music festival Lady Gaga put on. Most of the people I hate on it, but there's one or two. Where oh, like, oh. goodness. Mm-mm. I tuned in for Elton John and... I swear that man was drunk. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> he, uh, I'm sure. He didn't do the best performance, but it was fascinating. Ooh. I was always a Lady Gaga fan. I love But her. I do love her. But did you know that her stage shows or her tours are scripted? In, in what way? She says, so her talking in between each song, 
Oh yeah. There's a written script. Oh, I, I get that. I don't care. I don't hold that against really? people. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she will deviate from it in the moment, but you want you want to have a Possibly. kind of basic. It's a bit like um, I've had a few friends complain when they've seen a comedian and then they've seen them again, and it's like the same kind of set. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, what do you expect? This is their right. show. <laughs> <laughs> Just see, that's your rookie mistake. Just see them one time during that tour, yeah, and then the next round they'll have new stuff. Exactly. It's, it's like recently I um I watched a live uh, like online show by uh, well, again Jinx Monsoon bringing them up, and it was I didn't realize when I booked it that it was the same name of the show that I saw them on a year ago when they were in the UK. So it was oh, the same show, but I didn't care because it was so good. But they were going. They had their, all the same gags talking about. Uh, Gaston from Disney and his giant dick. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, I mean, you would forget a lot of it if it had <laughs> you, been a you while. Do. You, do. you could re- you would remember it as it was being said, so that's okay. That'd I be find okay. that fun when it, you go like, oh, yeah. this, this bit's great." <laughs> <laughs> You're nudging people next to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this bit's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, the only other fact I had was the uh, football team or soccer team, depending where you are. Uh, Hertha Berlin, they commemorated the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall by tearing a fake wall down in their oh, match goodness. against Red Bull Leipzig, which I thought was hilarious. You can get, you can get a video of it. If, I, if uh, it's still on YouTube, I'll post it into the group when this uh, airs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, so, that's a really fun way. That's quite a, an American thing to do, <laughs> theatrics in sports. Yeah. <laughs> a little, a little um, maybe... T- tasteless in a way but <laughs> but that's okay <laughs> i i really like that about america right really? no i really do i find it endearing is the sort of the over-the-top enthusiastic yes. approach to things like like yeah like you'd be you'd be really into stuff like that wouldn't you like theatrical <laughs> things in the middle of your sporting events and i, <laughs> I, I like that. the sincere enthusiasm that comes across yes especially because everyone in england is a miserable bastard <laughs> well i love how like when you get big sporting events like the super bowl mm. and so you have two camps you've got the people who want to watch the game and then you have people that want to watch the halftime show and yeah. they don't meet in the middle at <laughs> all they just happen to be watching it the same thing <laughs> so <laughs> that's the only time i've seen american uh, football though is, is the super bowl and- yes I mean, I enjoyed the halftime stuff. It was kind of fun and funny and interesting. But that that sport, it's too long. It's too long. Yes. Why, it takes all you know, day. I can't, I can't watch anything for four hours. No, I, have, I <laughs> love wrestling, right? I can't watch one damn wrestling pay-per-view because it's four <laughs> hours long. I'm like, after about an hour and a half, two hours, I'm like, ugh, I need a break. And the main event, I guess, is not till the very end anyway, like four hours later. Exactly. I've started watching <laughs> yes. it over like four days now. I'll watch like an hour a day. And I'm like, that's good. I'm fine. <laughs> good. Got my fix. Yeah. <laughs> got my hour. I got my hour in. <laughs> it's like exercise, watch your wrestling. Yeah. No event should be four hours, except maybe no. some kind of amazing play. Sometimes plays. <sighs> I don't think I could do it for that maybe, long. Maybe not four. <laughs> if it know. was a musical, definitely not. I would... I would be so worn out. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Would I Would I be able to? I have been to a music festival. So I was watching bands for more than four hours, but they were different sure. groups. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. I could. Maybe. You get breaks in between. If it was as good as Kinky Boots was when I saw that, fucking sign me up. 
Oh, great. oh goodness. You know, Kinky Boots was supposed to be um, a local production here. Uh, one of the oh. summer stock shows this summer, oh, we, were, we were going to finally get to see Kinky Boots. And Kinky Boots, it's so funny because every time I tell people that Hedwig is my favorite show, they think I'm talking about Kinky Boots. Oh, really? oh. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so I have to explain, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not Kinky Boots. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... I mean, I haven't seen it, but I guess there's a drag queen that kind of takes the character under their wing and sort of teaches them the ways of drag. And yep, I think basically. that's what Kinky Boots is about. Yeah. But they, they so... help each other because the drag queen saves his business. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but the whole point okay. of the story is that um, the, the guy owns a shoe company. He doesn't want to. He's inherited it from his dad and it's going out of business. They're losing money. Um, so he decides he's going to pivot into sort of making shoes for drag queens and things. Oh, so the wonderful. drag queen comes and helps the business and helps the shoes out. And then he helps him in his relationships and whatnot. Mm. It's it's moving and silly and fun and dramatic all at once. It's great. And it's Cindy Lauper music, right? Yeah. And you can tell she's Steve. written it. It, oh, it that's sounds amazing. like she's written it. Yeah. <laughs> Rub it in. So now Aww. I don't get to see it. <laughs> I think they're going to do it next summer. but That'll be good. Well, but speaking I of know. music, though, we should move on to music recommendations. Now, uh, as usual, I get two because I'm a bastard. Uh, <laughs> so my first one was I was going to recommend Train in Vain by The Clash. Now, they're, they're like my top three bands of all time anyway so it's you know i'm gonna recommend them a thousand times but train in vain is from london calling and this song is all about a breakup basically so it's um you know he's asking you know did you stand by me and all this in the lyrics no not at all and i thought it reminded me of luther luther didn't stand by hedvig when they needed mm. him luther just fucked off because he's a <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good song for him yeah, it's a, it's a good song anyway. It's not one of my favorite Clash songs, I'll be honest, but it fit the theme of this, and it is a it's one of their most popular ones. So, you know, it's going to appeal to more people listening to the playlist. As well. <laughs> so, what was what was your choice or choices? Sometimes people slip more than one in. Oh, I'm just well, I'm just going to do one. That's my assignment. <laughs> I knew my assignment was one. Um, I am picking Christmas by the Who. Oh. Off the Tommy album. Yeah. And the reason why, because I don't know the Who really, and I don't know Tom, I don't know the album of Tommy. My, oh, my Tommy only, is a crazy film. <laughs> yes. Well, the only um, thing I really knew about it before was from Almost Famous when she gives him the album. She, the older sister oh, yeah. gives William the album and says, "You know, listen to Tommy, and you'll see your future or some something ridiculous like that." But <laughs> I actually <laughs> first heard the song Christmas at a musical review show um, at a local university this past Christmas holiday season. And so they were performing songs, Christmas songs from musicals. And one of the students sang Christmas by the who, and it was Uh. not until that moment that I realized that the line in that song, Tommy, can you hear me is in Hedwig. In the oh, stage shit. production. Yes. I never made that connection. I know. Neither oh. did I. Not until I just heard that song. She says, one of the moments when she opens the door and she's yelling at Tommy, she says, Tommy, can you hear me? Tommy, and it's, can you hear yes, me? Yes. And it's from that song. And I never knew it until I heard that song. So that's why I picked it. <laughs> Revelations. I know. Isn't that incredible? Holy crap. I never knew. And it's such a good song, too. And I guess... 
I guess, Tommy, like I said, I'm not the one to talk about that album or movie or show or anything. I'm not seeing, I don't know it, but I think Tommy is a concept album where it tells a story yeah. of this figure who's blind and deaf. I think, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. But so anyways, blind, deaf and dumb. <laughs> oh, poor thing. <laughs> but he, he's a wizard at pinball. Oh, <laughs> well, it's so weird. It's so weird, but I, I love it. <laughs> and there's so many musical references just kind of throughout the show and the movie that you, even if you don't, you know, you have to know that. And even if you don't know them, you kind of discover them as you come, as you go along. And that's what happened to me was I heard that song live at that, at that show. And was, it would just hit me. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is in Hedwig. So oh, that's, that's why I crazy. It. <laughs> You've changed my life with this. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> well, my, my other choice, because I try and mix it up stylistically as well. Uh, my other choice is the song Walls by Fred Locks, a, uh, oh. a reggae song. And I, I love this song anyway, because it's about like paranoia and being trapped, uh, literally like trapped inside, which is quite fitting to what's going on in the world oh. right now. And it's fitting to Hedvig because they... They're, they feel trapped now. They're alone. They're stuck in this trailer. I mean, maybe they have a job at this point. You're not quite mm-hmm. sure. Um, but even then, it, I, they don't have any friends or anything. They're just here on their own. They have nothing. And also, of course, it's called Walls. What's happening? The wall is coming down. Yes. It's a very claustrophobic reggae <laughs> song. I love it. Because I like reggae anyway. And too many people think it's like Bob Marley, who's great. Don't get me right. wrong. But there's a lot of dark reggae songs, and this is one of them. <laughs> mm. Well, she's kind of quarantined, isn't she, right now? Yeah. In this scene. We, we all feel like Hedvig at the <laughs> we moment. All, we're all feeling it. <laughs> I can't feel go those to the walls. pub, damn it. I want to go to the pub. <laughs> Nothing's open. No. <laughs> I, I'm I, quarantined I, inside the walls of my home. <laughs> so, I always support my local establishments, and now I can't. I know. I do what I can. Some of them are doing online kind of delivery things. Yeah. And Hedwig doesn't really know if she has a job, just like everybody else doesn't know. Nobody knows yep. if we have a job right now. It's all very relevant. That's one of the things that's so great about Hedwig. It's all, there's always some relevance to your everyday <laughs> life in, in every moment of this movie. Yep. If anything, it's more relevant than ever. Right? <laughs> it just keeps getting more and more relevant, <laughs> which, which is kind of scary. <laughs> Well, everybody, you you all go off and uh, try and get over all of this like Hedvig is. Take after Hedvig. Reinvent yourself. Come out of this a new person. And we will we will head off down the road. We'll we'll hop into the van one more time and get to the next gig. Um, so would you like to tell our listeners where they can find any work you've done or how they could get in touch with you online, maybe? Anything you want to plug? Sure. Um, I can be found on Broadway World. You have to pick region, and I'm in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And you, if you want to do the links to Instagram and Twitter and all that, then we can do that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll link to it in the show notes, but if you, okay. if you want to mention it too, feel free. Sure. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm Lady Rochford. Mm-hmm. That sounds very English. Oh, it's <laughs> it's definitely um, Henry VIII's um, Anne Boleyn's sister-in-law was Lady Rochford. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> she was married to George Boleyn. <laughs> oh, what a, what a strange poll, but I love it. Yes, and it's another one of those, like, it was just a username that I I just decided on years ago and it stuck, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> hey, you've got to get these names from somewhere. I go yeah. with John Finn. People know me as that. It's just a reference to a movie. 
Oh, perfect. <laughs> it's from Everything is Illuminated. It's so a nobody, book and a movie. So nobody knows your real name then. Well, it's John. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> it's just in the in the movie, um, Elijah Wood's character is called Jonathan. And Eugene Hoots from the band Goggle Bordello, he's playing this Ukrainian guy. And uh, he can't pronounce Jonathan. Because, you know, he's like, what's, what's your name? And he's like, oh, Jonathan. He's like, Jonathan? It's like, no, Jonathan. Oh. Jonathan. Oh, <laughs> like, cute. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's perfect. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And uh, Goggle Bordello, one of my favorite bands of all time. So that's perfect. I love them so Even much. better. They're great. I think Hedvig would have approved of them as well. Of course. <laughs> And you can get in touch with me uh, at the Facebook group, Hedvig's Wicked Little Town, uh, Twitter at Hedvig Pod, Instagram, same again. Uh, come and buy a T-shirt on Tee Public. And now, as of this, I have launched the Patreon if people want extra bonus stuff. The main show is always going to be free, but this is just bonus things related to Hedvig in some capacity. So episode one, we're talking about um, how to talk to girls at parties, the John Cameron Mitchell directed movie that came out a few years ago. Uh, episode two, we're talking about Riverdale. <laughs> oh, good. And that'll, that'll be out when this comes out. So come and check that out if you've got a spare couple of dollars, pounds, euros, or whatever you want to donate to me and get a few bonus things in the meantime as well. It's like $2 a month and you're going to get at least one a month. But if you want $3 a month, you also get the Batman episode. So, ooh. Hey. Extra stuff. I did a deal for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus material. But uh, also, you know, I understand at the moment, people are going through a tough time. You don't have to come and get it if you don't want to. It'll be there whenever you want. <laughs> so do that, and I will see you next time for Chapter 11 of Hedvig, which will be... Can you guess? Wig in a box. Wig in a box. Hell yeah. Yeah. My favorite song. They, oh, your favorite song? Oh, I'm stopping for a second then. Favorite <laughs> They're song. all my favorite. They're all my favorite songs. I think it's now my favorite song. I do too. I honestly do. Actually, no. Yes. It's my oh, favorite song today. How can you pick though, really? Like, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think over the years, like that, when I first watched it, that was my least favorite, possibly. That or Wicked Little Town. And now now I love them more, more and more and more and more. And I think Wig in a Box probably the most fun i have watching the show well watching yes. the movie. Mm. me too oh, well come and check that out everybody next time chapter 11 wig in a box meine damen und herren ob solch passt oder nicht Thank you.
im kalten Krieg gegenüber und die Berliner Mauer war das meist gehasste Symbol dieser Teilung. Verschmäht, mit Graffitis besprüht, bespuckt. Wir dachten, die Mauer würde für immer stehen bleiben, aber sie ist weggefallen und wir wissen nicht mehr, wer wir sind. Meine Damen und Herren, Hedwig ist wie diese Mauer. Sie steht vor euch auf der Grenze zwischen Ost und West. Unterdrückung und Freiheit, unten und oben, Mann und Frau. Ihr könnt versuchen, sie niederzumachen, aber vergesst eins nicht. Bonsoir, mesdames et messieurs. Guten Abend. Grüß Gott, Herr Bürgermeister. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not your host. I am just a cheap attraction. You know, I am a cheap international attraction and I'm gonna leave you here. And I see so many beautiful people, but there's one guy in this room while he's backstage. God, so nervous. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Jörn and your host. Give it up, come on. Wunderschönen guten Abend, Sven Ratzke und Band, das ist euer Applaus. Wir sehen und hören Sie natürlich später noch mal wieder. 